Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 27. This is Andy Daly. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Daly. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay, thank you. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah! Bonanza, it's the finest show alive. So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside. Take some Ponderosa pride and forever make it ride. I'm bananas for bonanza. Yeah! What was that? Well, since the baby's awake, I instead of putting on a silencer, I put on a loudener. Oh man! Yeah, I thought those oh. was outlawed. No, well, if you gotta know where to get them. Yeah. That's a limoncello liqueur. Oh, another one. Yeah. That's the best flavor, isn't it? You yeah, know what? Really, our opening yeah. traditions. I just love our opening traditions. <laughs> Me too. I think they're wonderful. Yeah. Well, folks, if you've heard those sounds, you know what they signify. This is an episode of Bananas for Bonanza, and I'm. I'm here with Mutt Taylor. Howdy do. I just want to take a quick second to say a thank you to Stephen Glander, who makes it possible we can watch these without commercials. Oh, yeah. And high quality, too, on the internet. Thank you, Stephen. He's he's an honorable Cartwright. He is. I'd like to find out where he gets access to these episodes, but maybe I'll ask you off the air. I bet Virginia City. Virginia City. And Amy Slaverson. Hello. I'm so excited for all my new product lines I'll be introducing as a result of the last trophy this episode. It really it sounds like it really inspired you this it one. It really inspired me. 
Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> it looked like you had more to say. Oh, I yeah. so too. I do, oh, well, the first thing I'd like to market is the pony hair ponytail. It says we just chop off the tail of a pony and we put it on your head. And Whoa. that's that's is right. that what this Beatrice had? And this? you comb it out while you're insulting your husband. <laughs> I did. I did take note of that hairstyle. It seemed like a, a not a long hair hairstyle, but with a long hair coming yeah, out of the back of it. Like it's she a had, weave. like oh, a, yeah, a weave. like a Rizzo from Greece haircut. Okay, but then they put a big ponytail on. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a Western weave. A Western oh. weave. Yeah. Well, that it was a strange look. But uh, what are we? So today we are talking about season one, episode twenty-seven, the last trophy. Sounds like we're getting near to the end of season one, right? Oh, my. well. Not oh, quite. No. It's a long season. I think they got 31 or 32 episodes in it. Oh, I was just grateful that the title comes up on this one. Did you see that? Like the the print of the title? They, they put it there in text. Did you have that? Oh, you mean like the, it, you, they do the credits. Yeah. They Sometimes. burn the map. They burn the map this time for the 27th time. Yeah. And then they cut to a title card. Do they always do that? They began doing that uh, like 20 episodes ago or something. <laughs> Sometimes like the New Testament, I skim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. blame you. If you skim the Old Testament, though, you get smote down, so you can't do that. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Don't be but smote. I was glad bad. they put the title up because now I knew I was watching the right episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, yeah. had that. we did have that confusion last time. Although you are maybe still confused because what is the last trophy? I don't know. <laughs> it was no clear. The last trophy. This episode the... doesn't help you understand. Well, this is an underlying, I think, message about how he can't shoot his gun. Oh, Get clearly. clear. I mean, Wait, it he is. Can't, he hesitates even though he tries. There's something that stops him. And that's when you've got to get uh, something that will help you in the BR. Oh, oh. Uh, you're not kidding. This was so obviously written by a Play-Doh peckered motherfucker. That c- I, it, it was so on the nose. Yeah. And wow. I missed it 100%. My <laughs> husband is carving, and these are originals. Yeah. One made to order uh, wooden shellacked in the basement dildos, but they're made, they're godly dildos. It's just when your husband can't, just can't get it, get to the end, you know, or, or just kind of loses steam. You just got to get something that can make it to, to, he doesn't, doesn't cower in the face of an elephant. (laughs) So this is an episode in which we got these uh, two British people are here that visit in the Ponderosa, and one of them she keeps calling the best shot in England. He's best fired fired a gun. Well, what that ain't saying much. <laughs> True enough, but now he can't do it anymore. And you're saying that this is a one to one, obvious analogy, if, or a metaphor, or a absolutely for for having sex. Because she's also angry at him because, and she wants right. Adam's virility. You're you know? right. God yeah. damn, it didn't never occur to me. And Adam so easily takes his gun out of his holster. Get it. <laughs> you're right. It so comes right fast, out. it just pops up. 
So now your husband is down there in the basement. What kind of wood is he well, making these dildos out of? He's yeah. mostly using plywood just because oh, it's dear. been so difficult for oh, no. to, to for supply the supply chain. It's difficult to get real wood. So um, is this like a quarter inch thick? It's like a quarter inch thick, and he's just doing what he can. So we're hard pressing a lot of layers together. I see. Okay. And, uh, so With the wood, do you put put on there? Wood glue? Do you get yeah, blue layers? Plywood? Yes, gorilla glue. Oh, yeah, you know your right, stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Gorilla glue. And then it's a part of a whole program now that we've, we've decided. It's like marital counseling, but mm. it's called car- carping, Christian action role play. <laughs> And we take you and your your spouse for a weekend, and we lock you into the church for a whole weekend, and then we create scenarios based on the difficulties that you're having in your marriage. Wow. That's a great idea. It's a little bit like what happens to this couple on this episode where he says, we're going to go hunting, and then I was surprised to hear Adam say, yeah, it's just, it's going to take us two days to get to where we can shoot a cougar. That's a... That's no just afternoon lark. There's a serious commitment. You, you got to get out to Cougar Flats. It's going to take some time. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to try that. I wish I was married to get in there and role play as these two in a church. We take your watch away so you don't know what time it is. Oh, boy. No phones. I love and it, it. It's role playing scenarios. So, oh. And you and your husband are, are a part of the troop. Is it like a troop of actors? Uh, yeah. Troop, you role well, play? we have the kids um, dress up as hipster atheists. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, they can come in and do any number of things. But, you know, just whatever it is, is you know, name a marital issue. Oh, and I lady. tell you how we deal with it in the church basement. Infidelity. Okay. okay. That's a serious one. Well, okay. Here's what happens. This, this, my husband will come out. Your spouse is there, but my husband comes out in a Brad Pitt wig. <laughs> and he From what movie we gotta know? He's had so many different hairstyles. Well, whatever one lights your fire. World now, War Z. I'm just saying, it's enough to just have the wig to make you attracted to him. He doesn't gotta look like Brad Pitt. I'm, I love it. I love it. Well, I reckon he would say this is a Brad Pitt wig, or at least, or I or am Brad I'm Brad Pitt. Pitt. I don't know which one he is. Just, one of the too and then you know he he makes a move on you physically in front of your spouse perhaps okay and and then i mean it depending on what the if they're in fidelity if they're cheating on you then you you hang back you hang back frightened, wondering what to do for about 12 hours, watching it unfold in front of you, even when they go off together alone. And you don't question it, even when he holds your spouse by the forearms and and, and you're squirming away from my husband in a Brad Pitt wig. Oh, my God. My, you know, knowing my ex-wife, she'd go in and re- request Brad Pitt's wig from Benjamin Button when he's an old little baby, <laughs> and that she's still fool around with him. Oh, that's man. Priscilla. That's Priscilla. Oh, yeah. Priscilla. Yeah, yeah. But it's it is it is like live action role playing, but not progressive. Oh. It's carp. Christian action role playing. Do you think most role playing, live action role playing, is progressive in nature? Oh, that of course it is. Yeah. Even Civil War reenactments. Yeah. yeah, we do a genuine. We do potlucks. Everyone brings a nice casserole or a salad or a dessert, and it's mm. it's 
you know, we go for 72 hours, but it's it it, it teaches a lesson at the end. Okay. And that lesson yes, is what that is it? you should stay married. Oh, oh. yeah. Hmm. That'll work. Nothing to nothing to help you stay married better than being locked and locked down with your spouse for seventy two hours, acting out all your worst problems of your marriage. <laughs> Do you get to keep the Brad Pitt wig at the end, or some of the casseroles? Well, that's that's <laughs> one of our props. Of course, we do we do have a merch table. Okay. Okay. Damn right you do. That's got to be the biggest table anybody's ever seen anywhere. Is an Amy Sleverson merch table. Good Lord. Oh my God. Yeah, that's like a, a banquet table. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's like one of them tables that Vladimir Putin will sit out to have a one-on-one meeting with you. I've seen him. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Those are some big tables. Uh, okay. Hey, did you guys see The Power of the Dog, by the way? Yes. You saw it? Did you I see did it? not see it. You ain't seen it yet. No. All right. That's how my husband and I met. What do you what? mean? What What do you mean by that? Well, we don't. It's our relationship isn't sexual. It's I mean, it's in brooding silences. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, so the two of you met just brooding at one another. It's and, like jazz. It's the notes you don't play. Exactly. Oh, Sometimes wow, he sets the fun. table and welcomes everyone in, and I'm like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Right. Man, you, you got to see the pair of because what happened this week, I, we're recording this on March the 2nd, and everybody, everywhere you go is talking about Sam Elliott running down the power of the dog. He didn't like it at all. Did you hear about that? I heard about it, but I ain't seen it. I'll, I, you ain't seen the movie. I'll tell you or, some of the or things. Or the Sam Elliott thing. Well, I'll just read you some of his quotes here about the movie, and I don't know that there's spoilers about the movie. He, my, uh, The fellow who hosts this podcast, WTF is called. I guess it must stand for Western Talk, frankly, <laughs> based on what went down with Sam Elliott. The fellow that hosts that podcast says you uh, talk, asked him about Power of the Dog, and Sam Elliott said, you want to talk about that piece of shit? Yeah. Oh, no. He doesn't like it. He's, he took umbrage to the film's characters uh, who he analogized to Chippendale's dancers. What's, uh, uh, that's what all these fucking cowboys in that movie look like, he ranted. They're all running around in chaps and no shirts. There's all these allusions to homosexuality throughout the fucking movie. And he says, where's the Western in this Western? I mean, Cumberbatch never got out of his fucking chaps. He really didn't like the chaps. <laughs> He had two pairs of chaps, a woolly pair and a leather pair. And every fucking time he would walk in from somewhere, he was never on a horse, maybe once. He'd walk into the fucking house, storm up the fucking stairs, go lay in his bed and his chaps and play his banjo. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is Sam Elliott. And there's, he goes on to say more because it was directed by a woman named Jane Campion. You know, it must be Champion, but they left out the H. But he says, I love her previous work, but what the fuck does this woman from down there, New Zealand, know about the American West? Wow. Yeah. He says, I just came from Texas where I was hanging out with families. Not men, but families. Big, long, extended, multiple generation families that made their living and their lives were all about being cowboys. And boy, when I fucking saw that movie, I thought, what the fuck? Where are we in this world today? He really, boy. It really chapped his chaps. <laughs> okay. Don't show him blazing saddles. <laughs> Good Lord. 
<laughs> oh, somebody's mad that I know. women made a movie. I know. She should have been in the hotel preparing breakfast for <laughs> 10 people who drank last night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my yeah. God. Now, he got real sore. He did. I, this doesn't even include the thing where, oh, he got, he's real mad that it was shot in New Zealand, which pretended to be Montana. Oh. And I agree with that. As, I believe this is the first time. In the history of movie making, that they thought they could fool us about where they're shooting something. I feel that way about Star Wars. Star Wars. They didn't shoot that in space. They did not? No, they did not. No, that's the thing. They shot it in London, of all places. Well, Well, I think it's wonderful when you get the real Italian-Americans who lived in the wilderness in the West and the Jewish people, and you put them in long wigs and, and leathers, and you... You show them as they truly were. That's an authentic Western. Exactly. That's yeah. where we ought to be in this country today, but instead we're going to goddamn New Zealand to shoot Montana. Hobbits, cowboys, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Wing, New Zealand, what? That could be what's next, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he didn't even mention to what to me was the worst part of that movie, because I did see that. Well, there's two worst parts. This one might be a, well, it might be a bit of a spoiler. How, can you handle like a... A mild spoiler? A mild spoiler. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to know what the power of the dog is. Well, exactly. That's my number one problem. You go into that movie thinking this is going to be a dog. dog. This is going to be a movie about a dog with powers. It was another last trophy situation. Precisely. I don't believe I saw even at any time a dog in that movie. There's no dog. If there is one, it's just walking around doing dog stuff. And you never saw a dog with powers. But then number two, there's cars in this damn movie. Kind of a Western has cars in it. What kind of cars? Like old jalopy type cars. But I say if you if you're making a Western, you get horses, you get trains, trains. you got wagons, stagecoaches. Coaches. And maybe you got one of them uh donkey. Uh, Oh, sure, donkey. Yeah. But one of them up up and down on the railroad oh, train. Yes. Yeah, what are those the called? The hilarious comedy machine. <laughs> yeah, they're only in comedies. <laughs> if you're making a comedy western, you could put somebody on the up and down one railroad <laughs> thing, and you could put two guys on it or one. It doesn't I, matter. I challenge you, But if you Hollywood. put two guys on them, one of them's got to be real fat, and the other one's got to yeah. be real skinny. But and yes, the, go ahead. Challenge and doing me. all the work. Yeah, I challenge you, Hollywood, to make a drama set on one of them up and downy things on a railroad The whole track. movie has to to take place on it. It's a two two person drama, and there's just some real issues and relationship problems. But the whole thing is they're just going down a track on one of them things. Okay, yeah, hey, Hollywood, you've been challenged. But this movie had goddamn cars in it. As soon as I saw that, I said, "Where's the western in this western?" Yeah, I'm with you. So uh, thank you, Sam Elliott, for pointing out uh, some of the problems uh, and for getting mad on our behalf. It's right. good to have somebody come out there and get mad about something. Well, I mean, if anybody has the cred to do it, it's it's Sam Elliott. Oh, it's Sam And if yeah. there's anything less gay, it's men spending all their time together for years out on the road, far away from women and domestic <laughs> Pleasures. <laughs> In a pair of overpants that is designed to have no ass and no crotch. <laughs> but lots of curly sheep fur in the front. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That must feel nice. Straight as an arrow. <laughs> Hell yes. Here, I got one more critique about this movie, and I'm going to say it so it ain't a spoiler. Let's say you have something that you don't want anybody to know you have. It'd be, life would be bad for you if people knew you had this thing. It's a good idea to hide it someplace, right? Okay. But it's a bad idea to write your name on it. 
Oh, well, now you got my curiosity. All right. I'm just saying that was poor judgment. Okay. Those are, so those are my complaints. I have different complaints from Sam Elliott, but I agree. They shouldn't have given this movie new Oscars. There should have been more hunks of meat that were over the fire. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Like in this episode of Bonanza. Bonanza. And that's exactly what we serve on our marriage encounter weekend where we, you just get one chunk of meat and you got to share it. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. You nibble at it and you get, and you have to listen to your spouse chew. Oh, oh, no. And it's on. It's Is it served like in Bonanza on an extremely dangerous looking long two-tine fork? That's right. Oh, straight out of the fire. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I don't know whether to do fun facts first or a new feature of this program. <gasps> I think we'll do a new, God, we've got a new feature of this program. I'm so excited. I just come up with it last night. Here's how it goes. So the original air date of this episode of Bonanza was March 26th, 1960. See? We're so coming now- up on the 20th. Uh, 60-second anniversary of this episode airing. A person that was born when this episode aired, on the day this episode aired, is soon to be 62 years old. I'm looking at you, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray, born. Wow. That's a surprise that she's that old. Oh, this is a treat. Yep. We should have a party. We should. A party for Jennifer Gray? Yeah. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, Okay, so wait a minute. Hey, Brett. Brett. Take a break from cutting out all my stories of killing monsters. And I want you to play the song, A Theme from a Summer Place. Put it up right there. and the, He's going to do this later. He's going to. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's Ooh, nice. that sounds nice. That's a little too loud. Can you turn it down just a bit? A little louder. Perfect. Uh, it's a little too quiet now. Bring you think it's too up. quiet? Yeah, bring it back up. Bunk it, bump it back up just okay. a bit. This song you're hearing now by Percy Faith, The Theme from a Summer Place. Why, this was the number one song on the church the oh. day that this episode of Bonanza premiered on television. Oh, it's wonderful. Isn't it beautiful? It is so nice. I could just change a couple of the notes and I could sell it out of my the back of the trunk of my car. It's not a bad idea. Sound, you don't need to change much to have a, uh, no. to call it a sound-alike. A sound-alike. All right. I guess there must have been a movie called A Summer Place or something. I ain't never heard of it. Maybe, maybe it's just themed from an actual place that's called A Summer Place. Oh, okay. So Percy Faith had maybe a summer house, and the house had a theme song, and this was it, maybe. That's a great idea that houses should have theme songs, like Tara should, you know, from Gone with the Wind could have a theme song. Yes. Every time your bell rings, you get... She had the Faith Void split album. Yeah, yeah. Punk. <laughs> Seven inch. Wow, I don't know that record. Discord records in the cave. Is that Christian Noise Rock? Wow. No, oh no, it's it's my my husband likes that music. So what I do is I hear what he says and I mimic it back to him so he feels seen. I was going to say I thought maybe you had a secret double life or something before you became a Christian or something. I'm going to try to say this with conviction. Trout mask replica by. Captain Beefheart is a masterpiece. <laughs> I try I to bring it. him comfort. Oh, that's nice. You just say that. So he's down there making dicks out of plywood, blaring these songs down, and you come down and you say, These this is wonderful music. And I'm I worried say, about these people. Honey, plywood you dicks. keep going, and you are the only person who can speak negatively about Billy Joel because you are the only man alive who has even listened to his heavy metal album, Attila. Oh Lord. <laughs> 
Billy Joel had a heavy metal album. What? When? <laughs> oh, dear. First, I believe one of his first or second albums. No shit. <laughs> oh, really? It was early. It was That was way too early to start experimenting. Yeah. If I, he put that out now, it'd be the biggest hit anybody ever heard of. How I, old is he now? He's 70s? 70s. I tell you, my husband, will he will come to fisticuffs, and oh. he will do that strange English kind of boss, boxing that's when the fists are just near their face. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, a, no, like, like a little... Pugilism. Uh, yeah, the, uh, pugilism. Like a puppet. Marcus of Queensbury. Yeah, yeah Marcus yeah, of Queensbury it. boxing. Yeah. Yeah. He would do th- he will do that with you if you even suggest that he should be a part of the American songbook. Or that he should be or that should he- be, he shouldn't. Who Billy Joe? What? He does not like him. Oh, he doesn't like Billy Joe. No. But does he like the one heavy metal album? No. Oh, okay. He's one of the only people who's heard it, and he doesn't like he it. He doesn't like or any, any of the rest of what Billy to the whole catalog. Oh, okay. And he, so he is knowledgeable. Okay. About what has been proffered. Okay. Yeah. So he, yeah, because sometimes somebody will criticize something, they ain't even seen it. Oh, yeah. They they say, oh, uh, Taylor Swift or or. Dan Brown, the yeah. author Dan Brown has never, he can't write his way out of a, a, a vomit bag. <laughs> uh-huh. Dan Brown's never met Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but he has familiarized himself to, to, to an, ex, an extraordinary degree with Billy Joel's work, and he is qualified more than it sounds like anybody else in the That's world will right. say this guy stinks. And I, I can't disagree with him. He's writing all about a New York state of mind. Oh. Who wants to be in one of them? Yeah. I say to hell with him. I'm, I'm on your husband's side this time. I so, got to take a contrarian stance there and say that Down Easter Alexa is the cowboy man song of the sea. Oh, we don't have to discuss it. I just needed it. Cowboy man, song of the sea. (laughs) I love that. But I don't like to think about a cowboy on the sea. We got one of those little libraries, but it's Christian. And so we try to, you know, just keep, keep, I curate it, especially with just stories of, of Christianity and good works and Bill O'Reilly. And then we got Dan Brown. Oh, no. Someone Someone did a dump of Dan Brown. Oh, no. Someone put pigweed in the mulligan stew. Oh, you're saying you have one of them little libraries out in front of your house. People can come take a book, leave a book, and somebody left a Dan Brown You can leave one book, but not 40. They've left 40 of the same? 40 Dan Browns. Of the different titles or just all one? All different titles. Different... You know, different He's got 40 publishing, but the hard cover, soft cover. Wait, oh. did they take anything? No. Oh my God, this is take a- out your own garbage. <laughs> Do you suppose Brett is still playing the theme from a summer place? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he must be. Must have had to start it over from the top. Uh, I guess again. I just can't get over this, Amy. Yeah. Y- you have been assaulted. This is this is like the equivalent of someone just parking a dead RV on your lawn. Yes, that's that's right. Yeah. That's right. But you know, now we have to take care of it. You know, and then so I had to put that yeah, what'd you do with all these damn brown I books? Put that trash in the back of my car, which is a used Honda CRV. I wish I had a Nissan Cube, but I have a Honda CRV. I love the off the shoulder window. I love the off the shoulder window where you can't see out because it really is a metaphor for how you I have a blind spot. I genuinely do in life. Sure. You and, don't think you could trade in the one for the other? Seems like a, yeah, a lateral, lateral move. move. Yeah. <laughs> Hubris. 
Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so you put all these 40 damn brown books in your CRV. And I brought it down to Goodwill to, to people who need them. Oh, who would that be? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell needs a goddamn People need some brown. punishment and penance. Can, can you give Dan Brown legally to the Goodwill when inherently there is no goodwill in your gift. Well, sometimes you just have to leave a garbage bag full of grunt at night after the de- the goodwill's closed and you wear a ski mask because they have those cameras now. Oh, because you know you're dropping off something that has no value. Oh, and they will, they will ticket you. Oh, okay. Because it's public dumping and they will note your license plate. But I hear you, it's hard to just put a book in the garbage. It's just hard. It's hard to do. I'll tell you who might want 40 Dan Brown books. Dan Brown? Maybe not even him. Okay. Somebody who is going to take 40 short beach vacations and (laughs) has like a, a head injury to where they can't remember for more than you know what I mean like well, we can all agree that yeah. the three Robert Langdon films starring Tom Hanks are masterpieces they made three of them oh sure what are they called that you well you da got Vinci the Da Vinci Code. Code okay you got Angels and Demons okay and the late stage Dan Brown novel Inferno oh my god oh and the uh, leading ladies being Audrey Tattoo Islet Zur and Felicity Jones wow what? you know a lot about this I'm alarmed. Okay, Ben-Hur was the number one movie in the country on March 26, 1960. Ben-Hur, that's a biblical tale, I believe. Now, all the news stories that I could find from 1960 was all about Nikita Khrushchev. And here's two I'd like to tell you about. He was taking a trip to Paris. He took a trip to Paris. And on the 26th, 1960, he was doing, touring around France. He was uh, participating in a parade in Bordeaux. And the people of the town of Bordeaux threw nails in the road. That's <laughs> how much they didn't like Nikita Khrushchev. Wow. They threw nails in the road. Oh, no. And then the other story about him was that a 10-year-old girl in New Jersey uh, wrote Nikita Khrushchev a letter asking for Russian rocks because I guess she's a rock collector, and he sent her some. Why didn't she follow up with, hey, can I have your nukes, too? Man, I don't know. that. Yeah. Could have all been over. Never even occurred to her. She obviously writes a nice letter. Well, so <laughs> people was obsessed with uh, Khrushchev there, and they're throwing nails at him and getting rocks from him, and everything had to do with that guy. You know, he was going to go to Disneyland, and then Walt Disney wouldn't let him come. Oh, come on. Now. That's true. That's not. not was I, is there anybody else in the history of Disneyland that wasn't allowed to come? Well, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen was kicked out. He was? Yep, for oh. wearing a bandana. And Stephen Van Zandt. And this was in the height of the gang Crips versus Blood era, and they refused to take him off. But so Stephen Van Zandt's bald. He likes to have that bandana on his head. <laughs> now, I don't know. Well, I guess Bruce was wearing one in solidarity. M- must have been. Well, all right. Yeah. He should have worn his Sopranos wig. <laughs> all right. Th- thank you, Brett. You can fade out on that song. That's a good song, though, isn't it? Hey, Brett, could you fade in one of them hard rocking Billy Joel heavy metal tunes? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing something off of Attila. Go ahead there. That's enough. Yeah. (laughs) I never heard of that before. Was that, I guess that was before Uptown Girl. 
Oh, yes, it was He's, far before he that. He says, I've done heavy metal, time to do the doo-wop. Yeah, that Natural was... Natural progression. The precursor to Piano Man just called Flying V Guitar Man. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, fun facts about this episode of Bonanza. Bill Ballinger wrote it. It's the only episode of Bonanza he ever wrote. He mostly wrote suspense novels, not unlike Dan Brown. Well, we know Bill Ballinger was impotent. We know that much. Clearly, he's an impotent man. He wrote a book called Not I, Said the Vixen. And uh, and then he had a series of suspense novels featuring the Native American Central Intelligence Agent, Joaquin Hawk. Whoa. I'm sure that those, that was an excellent portrayal <laughs> of Native Americans. And, uh, all right, he wrote the episode, Hazel Court played Lady Beatrice Dunsford. She's a, she is a, a bit of a, a hero of the horror movie genre. Stephen King likes her a lot and, and puts her name into a whole bunch of his books. He just always, somehow he always seems to work Hazel Court into his Referring books. to the actress or just? Yeah, to the actress. He's no kidding. a fan yeah, of her. And it's a really, this is a great episode to learn, uh, English UK style English, which I do teach oh. on a on a part time level. Um, mm. If you want to have, if you want to, if you're going overseas <laughs> and you want to learn how to say certain things, like saying instead of Mister, everyone's Lord, and uh. then <laughs> Mrs. And then uh, aluminum is aluminium. Oh, brother! Herbal is herbal. And then um, lady is slatternly bitch. Because <laughs> she keeps hitting on everybody. No kidding. Oh, man. That's helpful. You know, if you're going to go to France or something like that, they'll say, here's some phrases to help you get around. Nobody ever does it with England, but that helps right there. Yeah. She All really right. is Randy, man. She is that lady. just like a... I've never seen anybody pull that move before on a camping trip. Hey, let me lie down. I'm, I'm cold. I'm, I'm going to get into your uh, bedroll. Let me get on your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she wanted to do. Um, let me get on your fucking schedule. than a Louisiana wetland. Let me get under your <laughs> hot bed. Well, Hazel Court was in a movie called Dr. Blood's Coffin. She was in a movie called Mary Had a Little Dot, Dot, Dot. Excuse me. Yeah. Dr. Blood's Possessive Coffin? Or Dr. Blood is coffin. Oh, the coffin belongs to Dr. Okay, Blood. Just, yeah, Dr. Blood. And what was coffin. the second one? Mary had a little dot, dot, dot. And I tried to find out what the end of that sentence <laughs> was did, supposed to be. What she got. That's exciting to think about what Mary had, because I would think it would be a little lamb. Sure. That's what I would think, I too. I think it's Mary had a little syphilis. Well, uh, the only thing I learned that could be a clue. A little bit too much to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Mary yeah. had a little bit too much to drink. This is described as Britain's first sex comedy. Mary had a little oh. dot, 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 but I can't tell what it is. Wow. It's exciting. Uh, huh. I, I believe the movie is about somehow trying to give birth to the perfect baby. That's a oh. sex comedy? Uh, yeah. Sounds like a birth comedy. <laughs> right. Oh. Leave birth out of it if you want people to feel sexy. All right. Edward Ashley played Lord Marion Dunsford. He was in a movie called Wonton Tong, The Dog Who Saved Hollywood. <laughs> Now, there's the power of the dog. <laughs> yeah, there's a dog it. with powers. There you go. Is it so hard, Jane Champion? Yeah. Jane Champion, all I wanted was for the power of the dog to be more like Wonton Tom, the dog who saved Hollywood. Sam if it's in the movie. title, you've got to pay it off. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. 
He was in a movie called Dick Tracy Meets Gruesome. And you're damn right he met Gruesome in that movie. Right. The word of God. God's all over that thing. Sure. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, the Bible. He was also in a movie called Gay Blades. Not oh. Zorro the Gay Blade. Oh, George Hamilton. An earlier film called Gay Blades. Mm. Then we had a fellow named Bert Freed. He played Solomon Belcher. He's the real bad guy in this movie. He was in a movie called Men of the Fighting Lady. And so what would that be called in America? Oh, men of the slatternly bitch. Lords of the L- fighting right. slatternly D- bitch. Dudes. Oh, dudes. <laughs> Longhorn dudes of the slatternly biatches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say so. I I thought Men of the Fighting Lady m- must have been an exciting movie, but I looked up the uh, the synopsis. It sounds like maybe the most boring movie that was ever made. How so? Oh, Here no. it comes. A famous writer visits an aircraft carrier during the Korean War to learn more about it and the way it's run. He also gets to find out more about the Navy and Marine aviators themselves, their internal and external conflicts, and dangers of their job. I mean... Was it on PBS? <laughs> Was it, yeah, like an industrial film for the Navy, perhaps? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, that would help. Men of the Fighting Lady, I guess so. We, just to let you know about carping Christian action role playing for couples. Yes. Is that you can suggest Car- a thematic reference. So if you wanted, if you wanted to carp as if you're on a Navy jetliner or, oh. or, or in the Bible, or to to redo some scene from your home, like your 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 wife not finishing the dishes and drying <laughs> them and putting them away, yeah, and expecting you to do them. We we can also do that, but it it is it, uh, the cost of the weekend is fifteen thousand dollars. Wait a minute! My God, that it, so it can be a site specific experience but it's, if it's going to be that as opposed to being locked in the church basement no you're oh. locked in the church oh, you basement are but our imaginations the... run free oh, oh okay so does it cost more for imagining well if there are specialty things I items oh, but you're saying the base is fifteen thousand dollars fifteen thousand if you want extra things yeah. like us we do have you know special like a sawhorse oh that we use in a variety of ways I'm sure you do. Whoa, to ride on or to what? to ride on okay to 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 be attacked by, um, <laughs> to to read from. Oh yeah, oh, things are written on it. Yes. All right. It can be. A, 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 th- there's so many th- th- things we can do. <laughs> well, it sounds great. Hey, is that fifteen thousand dollars per couple? No. Yes, per couple. Okay, and we believe me, we check you out first, so you know that you're safe. What about what if I were to just pay fifteen thousand? I ain't got a wife. Could I bring just a weekend gal along? Or oh something? yes, we will work with what you have, and we will do a premarital weekend oh, where we check this. out your love languages. Okay, and they see are you acts of service? Are you physical? Are you gifts of food? Are you? <laughs> Are, These are different kinds of love languages. Love languages. Are you movie screeners? I recently found out my love language was licking. Licking. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very common. My 
my husband is is a uh, massage to the ball. Okay, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> oh no, the cradling of the balls. That's all he's ever wanted. And it uh-huh. just, he doesn't even time. want the other part. He just wants no, that. No, it's just this feeling, this sense that he's being held from his center. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hey, does he listen to this podcast? Does he ever know what the things you say or anything like that? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he, we both, you know, have our businesses and then yeah. sometimes things we do together, you know, like the, the, like the, the, the wooden gun that when you're when your gun don't shoot anymore it's when, <laughs> oh, is that when what you call yeah, it the, the your, dildos yeah, the it's, plywood it's, dildos it's, it's your it's your uh, rearmament plan for your man I, I mean i'm real concerned about these plywood dildos because that's just a heavy potential for splintering i agree i, agree. I just but the kind plywood of shellac he does an ins- incredible job five layers of 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 dipping of toxic shellac, <laughs> and well, you solve the splinter problem. You're just never going to be happy. <laughs> I'm not concerned. In any time, layers, anytime there is time use, there is love. That there is pain. Yeah, and there can be friction and dryness. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But if never you care about splinters. this marriage. You you you'll sustain a splinter in your vagina. Oh, that's no problem. Right. You take one for the team and you keep going. And when I see the team, I mean family. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> there is no I in family. A fellow by the name of uh, Ken Meyer played uh, Whitey in this episode. He's the fella. I'll tell you what. I think this is the best shooting death we've ever seen on Bonanza. I can't wait to show it to you. Yeah. He's the he's the uh, ranch hand who comes along on their camping trip. Hey, poor man gets shot making coffee. But he's he was on thirteen episodes of Gunsmoke, which is another television show. I guess it has thirteen different characters. Some of their names: Pudge, Tuttle, Shad, and Tiplet. Oh my God! He, he was in twelve episodes of Bonanza. Twelve different characters such as Krusty, Jeb, Poker, and Tarbosh. <laughs> He, come, he brings his own names, huh? I guess so. He was in 14 episodes of something called Death Valley Days. Uh, some of them include Seldom Sam, French Frank, and Lud Metcalf, L-U-D. Wow. That's a good first name. That's what we do during our, our carping is we dress up one of our kids as the comedic element. Oh, yeah. And then they just keep falling. <laughs> well, that was Whitey. He was funny in this episode. He was. You, what do you put them in, like a pair of pants that's too big so they're tripping over their cuffs yes. and whatnot? Oh, I yes. like that. It's, Tie their shoelaces together. Exactly. <laughs> or you put, you know, you, you, you put them at the top of some stairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just for laughs. I think that's a good idea. Grease the stairs. It doesn't yep. sound, it's, not, it's, it's pretty safe because it's carpeted. Oh well, now uh, T- Tuma, Tuma the or Toma Tuma, the Native American woman who is Belcher's girlfriend, finally showing Russian actresses, <laughs> yeah, Russian first generation immigrant actresses as they truly were back in the old west. 
Yeah. Well, no, but she's a Native American people's in this. Now, that checks because the Bering Strait used to be connected to Russia. And so, okay, they're all one. There you go. Well, she doesn't talk, and that's what women are like. I think she might have said one thing or two, maybe. She made a grunt. The nerve. The nerve? Is that what she said? No, I'm just saying of speaking. Oh, 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 oh. But this was an actress named Naomi Stevens, and you'd never guess it from this appearance, but she worked a lot. She always turned up in uh, what you might call ethnic roles. And it didn't matter the ethnicity. She would play. She played a lot of Mrs. Goldsteins and a lot of Juanitas and uh, Mrs. Nazario and Rose Montefusco and Mama Rossini. And then here's here's some characters. She played Madame Voltaire, Madame Zorina, and Madame Hecuba. Whoa. All in different things. Oh, that's wonderful. She's just got a look on her that they... She, yeah, she's got a Madame vibe for sure. Yeah. She's like... A lady. Yeah. yeah. If you need a matronly ethnic person, she'll do it, whatever your ethnic thing situation requires. And yeah. she turned up as Tuma in this episode, and she gets kicked in the butt. Everyone gets kicked in the butt at one point when they have a plate of food. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Beats having to eat it. <laughs> and finally, Kavanaugh's grandson was played by a little boy named Jimmy Carter, who would go on to become the 39th president of My the United God. States. Who knew? Who knew? That little boy's name was Jimmy Carter. He's definitely got 50s kid actor voice. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that Just that diction, there's something about it. Well, he said, uh, my grandpa's dead. It was Hingens, yeah. he said. He put a little Just H on that it. sort of talking like this. Yeah. Like June, what's her name? June Foray, is that her name that does Rocky the Squirrel? Oh, uh-huh. And she dubbed that kid in that Twilight Zone episode, but it only started halfway through inexplicably. What are you talking about? There's a Twilight Zone episode where the girl that plays Scout from... To Kill a Mockingbird uh-huh. has her own voice halfway through, and inexplicably, the mics must have failed, and they brought June Foray in and dubbed her the second half. I've got to see this. Yeah, it's about the swimming pool where their kids' parents are divorcing, so they go to dive in the swimming pool and find a little door, and they end up in a little idealistic, like, Huck and Tom Sawyer land. <laughs> you ain't never seen this one? It's late stage Twilight Zone, fourth season. Okay. Yeah. There's no chance you dreamed it. <laughs> Because you know what I mean, it does sound a little bit like a dream. No, I promise because I've, I've, unless I dreamed where I went back and checked that I didn't dream it. Oh, well, that could be. But I believe this to be true. All right. Well, we're going to confirm it. I hope you don't mind. All right. I'll look at it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Into it. Well, 
I think we're going to try. I always try to get through these episodes fast, but we've done spent a lot of time already before we even get to the recap. But you ready? We yep. can also have live animals played by myself or my husband during these, you know, theatrical weekends. If you can't afford the money for a big weekend, you can also get a secondary ticket to just be outside of the locked church and know that other people are suffering who are married. How much does that cost? That's only like 15 bucks. So $15 to be outside, just outside. Knowing that there's a lot going on. Oh, and But you and, your, you and your spouse could leave at any time. But you don't know what's going on. You don't there. know exactly what's going okay. on. All right. They're locked in there. Just it's that Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, where oh. you because you, you in order to feel good about yourself, you gotta know that someone else is having a hard time, right. and that's that's the benefit of that service that we 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 provide. Well, I'll tell you what: if you could get like a, a closed caption, what do they call it, closed circuit TV yeah. situation, so that somebody on the outside of the church can watch what's going on on the inside, you could charge more than fifteen bucks. Oh. And they'd be, they'd have all the more Schadenfreudens, Freudens, Freudenmares. That's like certain, you know, sports games have overflow in high school, so they open up another room and put closed circuit TV in there. You could do oh. that. Oh, like you can make TikTok? a TikTok. Kind of. I guess you it's could like TikTok. TikTok. It. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. You could, well, I mean, oh. you can TikTok anything you want. Oh. Far as I'm concerned. Alrighty. This episode begins in a bustling Virginia city, which is, is burst back to life from the last episode when nobody was there. But now, it, man, is it bustling. Plague's gone, I guess. Yeah. And they got, uh, there's a couple of British people show up and they're expecting Ben Cartwright, but he ain't there. And the British man says, this is, I'll put, I'll try to put the pause in between these two sentences as long as it really is in the episode. He says, I'll get someone to bring the baggage. Would you bring the baggage, please? <laughs> he just turns to the, he says, and he turns. Well, then they, they head into the saloon, and I guess they're going to check into the hotel for the night because they don't understand where Ben is to take them to the Ponderosa. And that's when this fellow Solomon Belcher overhears that this man's name is Marion. And he don't like that one bit. And he likes it even less when he finds out it's common name in England. And he says, this ain't England. And I thought, this this guy's oh, no. not, not the Bonanza needed another hero, but I'm, I'm right there with this guy. Don't name your boy Marion. No. And don't be from England. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I like that. But then he starts slapping Marion around, which is a little uncalled for. And Adam shows up just in the nick of time. He swats Belcher and pulls his gun on him. And there you go. And the wife looks on approvingly oh, at she. the young whippersnapper who was able to grab his gun. Yeah, oh, her that's right. running. She's already got designs on him. Oh, hey, wait, I forgot to say. Oh, welcome to Bananas for Bonanza. <laughs> Hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. Okay. <laughs> so now... <laughs> We're at the Ponderosa, Marion and and Beatrice, or she says Beatrice. Oh, she calls herself Beatrice. Yeah, Beatrice. They're all. It's a fancy dinner at the Ponderosa. Hopsing must have prepared and served it, but he ain't in the episode. He's not in. And uh, and man, these boys are falling all over themselves for Beatrice. They all love her so much. What's his name? Joe openly flirts with her right in front it's of her damn husband. It's almost uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Almost. Almost is. It's really uncomfortable. Hoss calls her a filly. That's a high compliment from Hoss. I mean, that's... You are a lady horse. (laughs) Because she's a horse. Yeah. She is the hoss. Come to find out, Marion has been on an African hunt, and he's the finest shot in all England, and so on and so on. So, But he, his wife says that about him in the company of others like a hundred times in this episode, and every time he gets a little uncomfortable, and you begin to feel like something's going on. Then she says to Adam, hey, you want to go outside with me and get some fresh air? He says, sure. It's a strange invitation. Right he, in front of her husband. Right in front of well, her husband. Well, because she wants to stop reminiscing. Oh, that's right. She that's says, what men like to do. They <laughs> reminisce. Women lives in the future. <laughs> right. If we're to extrapolate this out where he, this is a metaphor for impotence, that means then that Marion at one point was the greatest lover in all of love. He oh, was I the greatest so. lover. Yeah. And so, and she was promised not only nonstop cock, but... <laughs> Amy Sleepers. Well, it is just because. <laughs> what else is she mean, supposed to call yeah, it? That's the that is term. what God, God doesn't. He doesn't mince words when he says, you get in there and you get the marital bed a rocking, even if people are knocking. And he, that's not going on anymore with this guy. And you just think, well, you know, she's she does have a right to complain and get her needs met somehow. I don't disagree. Well, Adam and Butchers go outside and have some of the smallest small talk I've ever heard in my life. And then they're standing real close to each other and then they go sit down and she's just, I mean, she just met Adam. Too close. Too close, I mean. But she is just right out there going, oh, my husband, he never changes. He blah, 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 blah. And then she plants a kiss on Adam just as her husband and Ben Cartwright walk up. Couldn't be more awkward. Nobody knows what to say about it. And so they say nothing. It is something else. But it's very common in Christian marriages oh. because people can't talk about stuff. So then they just start lunging at people. <laughs> I've got no words for it. Here's my lips. Yeah. That must have happened to you and your husband. If you if you ain't talking like you said, you're just all well, quiet. Well, you dude. just, yeah, you just, you don't work out issues and don't get outside help. And you just go, well, you just start having Outside hobbies and relationships or double down on church so far that you start to think, you know, you start making everything about church. <laughs> that sounds well, perfect. At me. least you haven't done that, Amy. No, no, I've I'm just really interested in in getting the word of God out there through business. Yes. The state of the marriage is strong. Don't worry. Oh, it sounds course, real good. It's Always very does. it's it's very strong. <laughs> Better than Butchers and Marion, I'll tell you that. Well <laughs> we see them in their bedroom and I mean, what kind of a woman could stay with a man who's got a robe like that? He's got the reddest robe I've ever seen. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful robe. Uh, I, I but not know. for a man, damn it. Oh. And then uh, downstairs now, uh, Marion's got a real fancy gun, and they're looking at his real fancy gun. Oh, yeah, because then that's, you know, maybe at first she said, oh, it's so big and long and has right. the the girth of a cannon and then you know it just turns out it stopped working so with the analogy this would be a scene in which oh everybody's standing around 
ogling and oohing and on. He had over the hog of the hog. Cock. Right. Yeah. He had, he was. But it's limp. It's just lying there. It it's ain't large doing but limp. His large snake limp. was like a beer can. Right. <laughs> So now they're talking about going out cougar hunting, and Adam says, "Well, Guess now there's a cougar, exactly. older oh women God. looking I mean, for come on. for tang, looking for tang." Now Adam says, "We can't bring a lot of people out for a cougar hunt, or we'll scare away the cougar." And not only these two things I never knew about coo- hunting cougars: it takes two days to get to one, <laughs> and you can't bring a lot of people with you. You just gotta. I mean, what? Just the hunters, and I guess you can bring your wife. And and one idiot to bring stuff and make coffee. <laughs> We've yes. done this as a carp, and it's it's a it's just a long game. Yeah, um, it's too it's too long for what you get out of it. Does the now? Do you got a kid playing the cougar, or we is got, it a type of well? Brad Pitt it's depending. Wig? You get to choose who you could play the cougar yourself. Oh, um, the, cougar, the sawhorse can be the cougar. The sawhorse oh, right, can right, be the cougar. Right, sure. We make all the decisions the day of. The most important thing is that you are locked in in the basement. Okay, has you anybody done it yet? Have escape. you ever had anybody do it yet? Get what? Has anyone done, has anyone paid for this service yet? Have you? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, yes. All right, good. No, this is, this is a, it's a, a, going it's a well, well thought out and structured business plan that has a one, five and 10 year outlook. <laughs> okay. Are you okay? Damn it. I keep doing this. I just ask a simple question. Go to all places. I'm sorry. <laughs> Real of fragile. course you've done it a million times. Of course you have. Yeah. I, sorry I about that. Stupid. Oh, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Oh, brother. All right. So now, then we have a little scene here now. Okay. Belcher rides up on an old man, Cavanaugh, who's sitting there on his porch and he's appropriately suspicious with his shotgun in his hands. And Bel- but Belcher says, hey, could you go inside and get me some tobacco? And it, and the, somehow that allays the suspicions of the old man. And he right. puts his gun down and he goes inside his house. And that's when a whole bunch of uh, uh, Native American people, Italian Americans and buckskin show up and uh, they attack this old man. They just kill him, don't they? They just kill him. I believe they do. And his grandson, uh, uh, President Jimmy Carter, is hiding in the bushes and he sees it go down, but he keeps his mouth shut, smart boy. But that, so this is Belcher's plan. He's got some operation with these Native American peoples where he will show up. And he'll he'll get the person to drop their guard because he's just a white man asking for tobacco. And then as soon as they put their gun down, in come the Native American peoples and kill them. And they're they're renegades. Oldest scam in the book. Oh, I guess so. Well, now, okay, yeah, that and then the little boy. Oh, what are they doing over there? Cutting down trees? I must have been, yeah. Has that been going on for a while and I just noticed it? I think it's getting louder. Brett, bring up the theme from Summer Place again. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> this just reminds me of Einstein de Neusbauten. What Neubauten. It's a German noise band. Oh, the tree cutting down is. Are they Christian or they're just regular no, noise? No, it's my husband's favorite band where it sounds like a 747 taking off while taking a drill and putting it into a metal sheet. And he doesn't like Billy Joel. Nope. He's a complicated man. Turn it up! (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can take out the theme from Summer Place. We can't run it the whole damn time. But put in some Einbauten Neubauten. What is it? Einstrasende Neubauten. Einstrasende Neubauten. Turns out it's been playing for the last three minutes. Yeah, that's that's right. right. No need, Brett. Noise music. 
You don't even have to practice to be a musician. You don't. You just turn it on. Yeah, you better stand by the freeway and you're jamming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, Jimmy Carter goes to the Ponderosa and he tells uh, Ben and Hoss are there what's gone down. And that tells Ben and Hoss, oh, no, our friends who've gone to hunt cougar are in danger. And therefore, it's going to be Hoss and little Joe going to take off after him and let him know these renegade Indians are with Belcher all around here. I'm just starting to think that the Cartwrights... Uh, just bring a, a danger, and uh, they're always involved in some kind of bad luck. What's going on? Every time we watch an episode, there's shit going down. Don't they ever get to relax or go on an actual cougar hunt? Oh, yeah. And they play with women's feelings. There's a lot of... There's a... he He's... he's What he's doing, it's called... um um where he's flirting with ladies and then is and then acting surprised. Oh, oh, Adam does this. Yeah, Adam does this. And they You've s- got a point. He definitely is sending her signals like, let's do it, you and me. Yes. And then she she goes for it, and she goes for it, man. And then I'll he does you. not. And then he says, what the hell are you doing? Right, that is confusing. Well, yes. okay, so now we got Adam is stalking a cougar. Here's where we see it. Everything is all lined up for Marion to fuck and yep he's got a cougar in his sights yep an old gal in his sights but he doesn't splooge even though everyone's chanting his name splooge 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 adam literally chases the cougar towards the rifle i mean it couldn't be more helpful than that he goes i'm gonna circle around the side i'm gonna chase that he's cradling the balls he's holding he's working the shaft he's sitting there on the edge of the bed with his legs spread (laughs) yep big old just oil can sticking out while the other people have basically um like you do to a bull they've kind of you know they're corralling an older gal towards her panties are off her yes. legs are spread she yeah. is headed directly for she's a fertile swampland and he is flying a flag and still, he cannot do this. It couldn't be fella. easier. And <laughs> as Whitey explains, if he doesn't do what he's expected to do, they're all going to die. <laughs> now, I'm starting to sympathize with this fella because that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. That's a, a lot, lot of pressure. Is, you don't yeah. fuck this woman, we're all going to die. Yeah. 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 Well, And we usually leave the couple alone. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, yeah. If We don't put any pressure on people. When they're carping. Yeah, when they're carping. Okay. Well, it sounds like you intervene in their lives quite a bit when they're well. well we we leave when it comes to you oh, know the situ- physical interaction. Right. We we you know let's say we did reenact Lot's daughters oh. and uh, with a couple, and I played one of the daughters, and then the husband played uh, Lot. Yeah. And. Anyways, it's yeah. it's kind of complicated because we had to do some rewrites, and then. <laughs> Um, but we will. We left them alone, and then we just came back with burritos later. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, that's why it. you need the closed circuit if you're going to leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> and God's okay with you rewriting the Bible, huh? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, it, when it's from within, it's right. I'm a channel. 
for Christ. Oh, right. Did you know that if you um, if you are a channel for Christ, then whatever you say or do or think, you it's it's given to you by God. And maybe you check it out with a couple of other Christians, but maybe you don't because they maybe they don't know what they're talking about, and you start your own church. Right. All right. Okay. So when you were yelling splooge, splooge, splooge <laughs> left and right, that's essentially channeled straight from God's mouth. Yes. Okay. That I, God I God is very sex positive. Oh, that's nice to hear. He's very sex positive. That's nice. Um, Good for him. Well, I mean. Who does God have sex with? Uh, well, I don't know. Anyone he wants, I imagine. Wants yeah. Place, right? Oh, he's always, he he, he probably gets a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess he had sex with Mary, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that, right. But my friend, that was a long time ago. That's true. I mean, I God must really be. Well, maybe God's got the same problem Marion has. Oh, no, don't you dare say it. Okay. All right. So that night. Uh, at the campsite, that's when Bud just tries to climb into Adam's sleeping bag, and she says, "So to speak, yeah." Because he, oh, by the way, it was Adam that ended up shooting the cougar. He took care of it for him. And uh, I and mean, that, I don't want to harp on this. Okay, but that, that, then we all know, yeah, that Adam had to come over and and have coitus with that. Cougar older gal right. right in front of Marion. Yep, exactly. Yeah. In front of That's everybody. Right. Yeah. That's right. And then he said, by the way, after he does it, he says to the man, he says to Marion, you'll never get a better chance. He <gasps> just says it right to his face. <gasps> and we know from uh, uh, extra biblical erotic fiction that Adam likes to walk around in fully clothed except from the waist down. Uh, yes, that is true. That, that was is specified true. in fan fiction. Uh so now, uh, yeah, Adam says you're wasting your time, Lady Dunsford. Uh, he's not going to. He's not going to have sex with a married woman. Well, okay, now and now it's the next morning, and I'm going to show you a little clip here. Poor Whitey. Whitey just gets up to make coffee. That's all he wants to do. Poor fella. And uh, and you'll see what happens to him. He's oh, here. He goes. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Going to get himself a cup of coffee by the fire. Get a cup of coffee. We also have free coffee during our week. Oh. <laughs> oh. You ever seen a man die like that on screen? <laughs> he might as well have been saying, there I go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Oh, no. It was a. Well, I, it's hard to explain, but it was a bit sort of a, I give up <laughs> kind of thing like. First having to sleep outside, now getting shot. Forget uh, it. I knew it. Yep. I thought it had the style of a French clown. <laughs> oh, well. Someone who's done some real work in Paris. Yeah, went to clowns college. <laughs> I guess so. But that's the end of it for Whitey. He's been killed. And by who? Well, Simon Belcher and his Italian mob. Oh. And they, uh, well, they end up. Uh, taking hostages of uh, Adam and Marion and Beatrice. And she she seems to like Belcher, despite the fact that he's not nice or un, seems unattractive. She says, well, at least he knows what he wants. A real man. Yeah, that's true. Which is unfortunate. 
when we get to the the uh, campsite, they make up a camp, the renegades with their hostages. They put the hostages in one area, and then four steps away is Belcher's area, but they act like they're a long distance. He invites, he, he pr- presents a formal invitation to come join me in my area. And she walks over there, and at some point, Adam comes by, and Belcher says, what is this, a visit? It's really not that far. But anyways. It makes me question the two-day cougar hike. <laughs> True. Maybe they're not so good with distances. But come to find out, uh, it things get here's where they all get convoluted. Belcher wa- is going to get some kind of ransom for his uh, oh, yes. hostages, but he he starts falling for Beatrice. He likes Beatrice better than Tuma, and he explains that if he chooses a new woman, such as like Beatrice, he's going to have to smash Tuma's brains out with a rock. Or that something is a like real that. either or. <laughs> yep. My God. Oh well. Yep. And then he'll have Beatrice. He's going to keep her. And here's Marion, just like, you know, he, he's got no response, basically. And, and Adam has been injured by an arrow in the campfire campsite. And he siege. just looks handsomer and handsomer. I'll yeah. tell you what. That's true. And then, uh, well, okay, I'm going to cut to the chase, and I'm going to show you this incredible scene. This is this is the best stunt fighting action we've ever seen. Well, and this... Yeah. What was the offer for the wife? Was it? It was the ten thousand. Ten thousand. Oh right. That was the, that's the amount of my weekend. <laughs> well, oh kind, wow. Yeah, fifteen. Oh, fifteen plus yeah. five. Right. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Because and then we could, if you bring it in cash, we can reenact this. Oh. Oh. Because <laughs> oh. that's right. At some point, Marion says, "Hey." You uh, let us go back down to Ponderosa. We'll get $10,000 from Ben Cartwright. We'll come back up here, and that'll be money enough. You set us all free. Mm-hmm. And Belcher says, no, not anymore now. I think I'm going to keep your keep your wife. She'll yeah. be my new lady. And Beatrice, as I think we've said, she seems open to it. She, she does. does. Yeah. She, yeah which, she likes that he's real manly. Yes. She's not a – well, I mean, as they say in England, she's a slatternly bitch. <laughs> She sure is. Now, there's a knife stuck into a wooden table, isn't there? There's a wooden table. Did they camp? Did they travel with a wooden table? Uh, that's a real good question. I'm confused. But anyway, there's a wooden table, and there's a knife sticking out of it. And uh, at some point, Marion says, well, shoot, I just, I, I got to fight him. I have to fight Belcher. And so he g- goes into a Marcus of Queensbury uh, fighting stance, and he does real well. I mean, he looks like he's going to beat him. Yeah. And he's significantly taller than the guy, and even though they said that guy was bigger than him. Oh, right. So it's going good, but then Belcher gets the upper hand. And now we have a moment where Belcher is on top of Marion, oh. and it sounds like he's choking him, but when they go to the close-up, he's just grabbing him by the collar of his shirt, but yeah. maybe that's how you choke an Englishman. He's oh. just got him by the collar, oh, probably. Right. Yeah. And then he goes for the eyes, and that takes the fight right out of him. Oh, who goes for whose eyes? Marion. Marion goes for Belcher's Lady eyes? Lady name goes for <laughs> Belcher eyes. Well, I guess he was trying to. What it looked like was just he's squishing his cheeks a lot. He's got one hand up there just oh, squishing on his face. Oh, I thought he got maybe his eyeball. Well, maybe we were meant to feel All that. All I could think about was the only thing that brought 
Marion's arousal back was rolling around with another man and that maybe Marion has found his true calling. There is oh, And Solomon, too, to an extent. Yeah. So it's a fighting and fighting, and now Marion is losing. He is, and he's just about lost. He's on the ground, doesn't look like he's going to get back up. On our honeymoon, my husband and I just went down to the local tennis courts and watched men play tennis. <laughs> on your honeymoon? That's yes, what stood in. For- that's what we were. Sometimes that just, I don't know what it is about that, but men playing tennis. Puck, 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 puck. Uh, does it help if it's doubles or doesn't matter? <laughs> See, for my As honeymoon, long as it's all men. Okay. We went and just had sex around people playing tennis. Oh, right really? on the court. Oh, on the court. Yeah. Okay. Well. Sure, that sounds good. And they'd say, three love, and we'd go, you're darn right, get in here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. Well, uh, all right, so now, Marion, I guess she had, no, not Marion, Beatrice. Has That's been, easy mistake. Yeah. She's been good and turned on by seeing her husband sure, fight she this fella. Yeah. They're rolling around, and she's she's seen enough. She goes. She's a lady or yeah. a deceiving cunt. She, a little bit of both, I reckon. <laughs> she grabs that knife off the table. Now, <laughs> top of a slatternly bitch. <laughs> she's going to attack Belcher with this knife, but he gets better of her. He's got her pinned up against the wall, and now I want to show you how this fight resolves itself because you've just never seen a man get possession of a gun that he did didn't have in quite this manner before so there's a there's a native american italian american man keeping a rifle on adam during this whole fight that's why adam hasn't come to anybody's rescue and uh what else i need to tell you oh uh belcher's got the knife up to beatrice okay and oh and marion's on the ground here we go i told you you'll cross me i'd cut your throat incredible incredible so Marion uh, slapped the shin of the man holding the rifle, which caused the man holding the rifle to throw it to Adam. It's the odds of that happening, and I believe it. I believe it happened, and that's how it would happen. But it's all it got about so faith lucky. with Bonanza. You've got it. It's about believing we don't have to have the facts. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yes. You, well, we don't need a skeptic. Absolutely. How could you be skeptical of that? It is so believable. Yep. Just the the fact that sometimes things look rehearsed or edited or, you know, maybe that's a part of God's plan. Yeah. 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 And that this scene was obviously shot inside on a soundstage (laughs) or some of the other stuff is outside. But we don't know. We don't know that. that, And that's that's doubt. That's saying that maybe, you know, we know better than than the Lord does. And it looks like the cougar footage was shot by a mutual of Omaha. (laughs) I'm sure it was. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say Lord, I mean the, 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 the dickless wanderer. Oh, Mary. Yes, he is a Lord. Okay. So (laughs) it's just like that last episode where Vic Morrow was wandering around the countryside shooting people, except the difference is it's wandering around, not, fucking <laughs> so now we got uh that's it uh, adam he's got an opportunity to shoot belcher he takes it he shoots belcher but now they've got problems because they got all the belcher's whole renegade squad out there they're out they're outnumbered no worries no worries because who shows up <gasps> is 
Hoss and Little Joe been tracking him this whole They've time. They've been written into this pilot that had been sitting around for 10 years. <laughs> exactly. The renegades. <laughs> so uh, they show up and they disarm the uh, Native American, Italian American peoples. And uh, and then now we're back at the Ponderosa. Hop Singh has made some soup for Marion. And, uh, and now the two, the married people are deeply in love again. And she says... Uh, she says two things to wrap up this episode. Now I know that the man is more important than the tiger. Don't understand it. Don't and then she says, a peaceful man, a truly peaceful man is willing to die for what he loves. I don't understand that either, but they had to end it. <laughs> and and you and we do teach this as a part of our couples connecting, where you do a side by side face. It's where you go side by side with both your faces and you smile into the future. <laughs> Side by side, and you do that three times a day, and it improves your relationship because that skin contact yeah. is also cre creative and positive visualization, and it's also something you do together. I've heard You're creating that the, a hobby. Yes, the the most intimate touching is uh, your right temple to her left temple. That's right. Right. That's or right. Or is it left to right? Maybe it doesn't matter as long as your temples are touching. Temples. Temples. Yeah. Well. With that, my friends, it's tragic to say we only have 404 episodes left uh, of Bonanza. Every time you say talk this, about, it gets harder and harder. It gets harder every except. damn time. Well, there's no time. No. Sometimes I wonder mm -hmm. if the Bible is a, was a bunch of rejected storylines from campfires from the Middle East and then they just sewed them all together into one big thing just for sales reasons. Might have been. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how do you feel about that if that's the case? Well, I still like it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> and it's just how Bonanza came together too. So it's, it's at the very least it gets people to tell the truth when they're on trial. So, Oh, yeah. Know. That's right. 32 episodes is how many is in season one of Bonanza. So we've only got one, two, three, four, five episodes left after this before we're at the end of the first season. What are we going to do for celebrate the first season? We got to do some kind of ceremony or marker. Or uh, Yeah. Well, we'll figure maybe people can tweet it at Bananas Pod with their suggestions. Venmo me oh, okay, at yeah. Lot's Daughters. L-O-T-Z D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-Z. I think that's a Underscore. Great, yeah. That's a great way to celebrate. <laughs> Perfect way to celebrate. All right, folks. <laughs> Well, that's another episode. Anybody got uh, anything else? Go oh, hey, I heard about, what's this fellow's name that you're always talking about? A friend of yours, uh, Gorley. Oh, Matt Gorley. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He put out, didn't he put out an album of songs? His, his band like Townland's got an album called Honey on the Hi-Fi. Okay. You can find it streaming on any service or buy it on Bandcamp. That's that's about all you need to know. Okay. All right. So go do that, you sons of bitches. It's uh is it's country music, right? It's half country, half sort of seventies easy listening rock. I'm not sure that your husband would like it. There's not much noise in it. Oh yeah. I tell him I apologize. Does it make any noise like <laughs> Ah! <laughs>
It does, but to get it to do that, you have to buy the physical CD and put it in a garbage disposal. <laughs> but it does. Oh. And I just want to say that I, I still have that baby that Jellyby and I are going back and forth. Oh on. yeah. And I just I just love this thing, and I I am now the primary parent, and life is good. Well, do you know what? Just this morning, Jellyby came down the stairs with a suitcase, and he pointed at a map. He pointed at Ukraine on a map, and he put up a uh, he made a, like a put up your dukes. Uh, gesture and then walked out the door. I think he might be gone. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, for one thing, he's helping the homeland fight against that. Well, I'm not terrain. clear as to what side he's fighting. Oh, for. shoot. Okay. Oh, well, no. I'm just saying, I'm glad now that I have Duckaby, the baby, yeah. and will forever. Whichever side you're rooting for in Ukraine versus Russia, hope that Jellyby joined the other side because he is an yeah. old and slow man. <laughs> But anyway, I think he's on his way over there to get involved in it. That's right. And, uh, okay, and the baby, uh, everything's going good with that baby. So good. Beautiful. She's real healthy. She's got, got her weight. She's in her height percentile. I've been taking her to the pediatrician. It's you have? Great. Oh, sure, yeah. I, well, I don't believe in doctors. So I, I'm glad you've got her. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Any final parting words there, Miss Leverson? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. So long. Bye now. Bananas for Bonanza is brought to you by Andy Daly with Maria Bamford and Matt Gorley. Theme song by Matt Gorley with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Michikoff, and Wade Ryan. Bananas for Bonanza is mixed and edited by Brett Morris and executive produced by Andy Daly, Matt Gourley, Brett Morris, and little Scott Ackerman. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.